0: When you have a boy, you just have one penis to worry about. But when you have girls, you have to worry about all the penises.
1: Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. (laughs) What was that?
0: I don't know. But it was unplanned.
1: That was perfect. I, I'm Heather B. Armstrong.
0: And I'm John R. Bray
1: And this week, we normally prepare an outline and a topic for these episodes, and uh, we metic- we meticulously research all of these struggles that we go through. <laughs> and uh, normally we have just like a rough outline of, of how things are going to go, and Today we decided that we were just going to Skype each other. Do people know that we Skype each other? I don't know. I guess what we're doing is we'll pu- we're pulling back the curtain this week.
0: It's like behind the scenes, right? Is
1: it too early for that? Oh, I don't think so.
0: I mean, really, none of our struggles are real. Like you said, we just research everything <laughs> and then piece things together as we go.
1: Our children are cardboard cutouts.
0: True, but they're cute.
1: And I'm also let me take a sip of my yerba mate tea as we as we delve Yer- in yerba. Yerba Mate. I think I'm saying that correctly. As we delve into this, what is probably going to be an actual manic rambling spiral. Hold on one second. Okay.
0: Oh, look at that. Full sound. (laughs) That was great.
1: Now, we haven't talked this week at all, really. True. And your week last week was pretty intense.
0: Awesome. Yes. I had a couple good... Good weeks in a row. Just, you know, back-to-back company. My parents are divorced, so they don't visit together. So one comes down, and then the other one comes down. And, you know, it was 10 days of company and holidays and awesome. And somewhere in the middle of all that, I shattered my phone. It was one of those periods of time where just when you think something else can't go wrong, it does.
1: Did you get your phone fixed?
0: No. You know, whenever you swipe, you feel your finger either being cut or running across bumps you don't really know. But I, I live like I don't know 30 or 40 minutes from the nearest Apple store. It's just not convenient.
1: Oh my god. I know. You know when people people will post photos of their phone? Oh yeah. And if I ever see a shattered phone, I, first of all the shattered phone is is ugh, like I can't, like how do you live? How do how do you live? I don't know. And the second one is um when people post screenshots and like in their um, the battery power on their phone is less than ten <laughs> like, percent. Oh,
0: the anxiety that you feel! I'm like,
1: why are you posting something to Twitter? Why are you not charging your phone? <laughs> what is going on?
0: Like, you feel it for them.
1: Oh, oh, I, I, it literally triggers a feeling of panic in me. Like, I travel, like, I don't even leave the house without an extra battery for my phone. That's how bad it is.
0: I didn't used to do that, but a friend of mine always had a battery pack, and I would steal it from her to use. And it's it's so handy, and then I don't have to worry. Otherwise, my phone dies so quickly anyway. Really? Oh, I'll make it until I don't know maybe five o'clock before I have to charge it. And I don't. It's not that I sit there and use it all day, but I might stream music or text or check email. But it just doesn't last. So without the battery pack, I feel like I can't use it.
1: I've had very many stern conversations with Lita. You know how you're supposed to make them a functioning human being, you know?
0: Like already they're supposed to be functioning? (laughs) Well,
1: you know, like wash your hands after you use the bathroom. (laughs) Say please. (laughs) Say thank you. The basics. Also, your phone, sweetie, don't ever let your phone get below 3%, okay? Okay. 3%? 3%? It,
0: that's that's actually being pretty generous.
1: Oh, it's being super generous because it has happened on several occasions where it gets, so, the battery is so dead that when you plug it in it doesn't come on for like 20 minutes.
0: Oh, right. right. It has and to it's do its like, full recovery period, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well her phone's gone. Like now her, oh okay, her phone is completely dead. And so she and, she and I are both panicking at that point and my basic lesson to her is over 30% and we're good. Now, if we can get it above 70 (laughs) percent.
0: Doesn't she plug it in at night?
1: She finishes using it, sets it down wherever, and then we'll wake up in the morning and be like, huh, there's 3 percent left. (laughs) It drives me crazy. Because when my phone gets below 70, like I'm like my heart starts to like palpitate. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, I'm good until about
0: 50. But I don't know if we've if we've even talked about phone usage. Lexton got his phone I don't know, last spring or something because we were going to be living in separate places and he needed one to communicate with mom and dad, et cetera. And
1: that's why Lita has hers as well.
0: Right. I mean I never had but I don't I don't even think they existed. They would have been too big for me to carry, but he doesn't care. He, <laughs> I, I just looked at it last night and his little iMessage app has an eleven by it. <laughs> So I pull it open and some of them are like 2 weeks old. Or someone will will text him, a friend will text him and he'll read it and then just set it down. Like do, do you do you want to respond to them? No, it wasn't a question. Like okay. That's not how this works, you know? You have to you have to have but then if he wants to communicate with someone, he's all over it. Mm-hmm. But otherwise he doesn't answer it. He doesn't respond to texts. And I'll ask him, "Did you see that I I texted you when you were with mom?" Yeah, I saw it.
1: Oh, that's so right. frustrating. It's, yes. Yes. She'll, she'll be with her dad and I'll text her and I won't, she will not text me back for two days. And it's like, dude, when I, it's part of, the, she has a phone contract. We we printed out a phone contract that she signed. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Oh, yeah. It involves, it's super, super locked down. Like, we have non-disclosure agreements in there. Like. What? Like, she has to, she's supposed to respond to our phone calls and our text messages, and if she loses or breaks the phone, she has to replace it, and she can't use it past a certain point at night, and she can't use it before a certain point in the morning. You know, sometimes it gets lax on on vacations and whatnot, but sure, I will watch her. First of all, it's a disgusting disgusting thing. It's like I look at it sometimes, and I'm like, did you bake a (laughs) pancake with this thing? (laughs) Like, what is this (laughs) substance on your phone? (laughs) Gross. And then I'll just find it in the most random places and then like this is the lifeline to to everything. Like do you know what the technology that is held in this device, child, you can't just set this down anywhere.
0: I just expected there would be not not that I expected he would respect it necessarily, but there'd be more interest. I mean, maybe we're at a point where it, it, they just take it for granted because they're so commonplace. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's not like I I covet my phone, but when I leave the house, I make sure that I have it. You know, when I when I leave somewhere else, I make sure that I bring it home. Like I just I pay attention to these things because it everything is on there. That's how everyone reaches me. I don't have a landline because it's 2016, Heather. <laughs> but he doesn't. I mean, he'll he'll get in the car after school. I'm like, do you have your phone? Ah, oh, it's in my locker. That's okay. I'll get it tomorrow. Ugh. No, you're gonna go back in and get it now. Right? Because that's how people communicate with you. Yes. You know, and then you get the big eye roll and the sigh. I'm like, okay, you you didn't even pay for that phone. Go get your free technology now.
1: <laughs> I read a I read a Medium article about. It was like, don't call me a millennial, and it was a, it was a, by someone who was, there's there's an overlapping terminology i think for generation x generation y and then millennials and this person was making the argument that he was generation y and that among us a lot of us basically from like 1975 to the mid 80s a lot of us um are so attached to our phones and don't like to be called which we have re- discussed very recently
0: yes oh we, yes
1: because this this technology did not exist When we were growing up in our formative years and we're afraid that it's going to go away, (laughs) you know?
0: (laughs) That that was the explanation? That was the explanation. Like we fear for the day that it's gone.
1: We fear for the day that this – because we lived without it and because of what the enhancement that it has given into our lives. I mean there are detriments, of course. Like I can't write. I cannot hold a pen anymore because of my phone. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I have like a repetitive stress injury from using my phone and I can't write. I have
0: It's got to be phone plus keyboard though. Right? Yes, I mean...
1: yes, it's how okay. I sit at my at my desk, and it's all I. I should go see a physical therapist and have them reshape my body. But <laughs> <laughs>
0: we could all benefit. Yeah. From well, that. I remember
1: having a conversation with Lita where I said, "Okay, listen to me. You were alive. You were actually alive and on this earth when we were debating. People were actually debating whether or not it was a good idea to put." a camera and music on a phone like you were alive that discussion was taking place and she's like what no i'm like yes you were alive before the first iphone came out like this is so recent and she just they there is the there is the no appreciation for it and 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 that's just something we have to live with because it's not something we can instill in them
0: right well i mean when you look back when they were you know when lita and lexton were i don't know five and six we had Cell phones. We had smartphones. Mm-hmm. That's what adults have. That's what people have is a smartphone. Yes. So it's not anything significant. It's like they don't, they don't really get impressed by the fact that we drive a car <laughs> because it's an everyday thing.
1: Yes. And I don't know if Lexton is on any of the social platforms, but Lita's, all of Lita's friends have U- YouTube accounts and um, Instagram accounts. I believe the terms of service. I, I'm actually certain of this. Is that you have to be 13 in order to to be on Instagram,
0: right? And uh, and Facebook, right? Yeah,
1: I think so. Okay. And she told me that she wanted for her 13th birthday. I don't have. She said, "You don't have to get me anything. I just want my own Instagram account." And I was like, "Deal." <laughs>
0: With that, Done. Lexton is not on any social media. He he hasn't really cared. It's funny that you bring it up because. Within the last week or two, he said, he said, what do you think of Instagram? I'm like, oh, it's, you know, I, I like it. He's like, okay, everybody has it. I kind of think I'm just going to get one. You know, this really casual, like, ah, it's about time. <laughs> and at first I was sort of opposed because of that. But then I thought, well, if you make it private, right, mm-hmm. then I don't, I mean, I just don't see him digging up nasty content to follow just because it's not his personality. Maybe that's ignorant or wishful thinking, but I don't know. I kind of feel like if he's, if he's interested in it and if his, if it's something that friends of his are doing and he can just connect with them, Mm -hmm. then what's the harm, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, and and I get that. And I think I'm just worried just because the internet is, the internet is a very, very scary place. Everyone, everyone is a sociopath. (laughs) And I actually – I give a i give a talk about this um, because she came to me – she was – I think she was nine at the time, nine or ten, and said that she wanted a, a YouTube account and a Twitter a, – a, a Instagram account. And I didn't take her seriously, and I was like, really? What are you going to call these? And she says, I'm going to call it Deuce Jr. <laughs> <laughs> that would go over really I, it well. I was like, okay, let me see. And, and, the, and, the, and the metaphor that I came up with was like – Let's see. Let's say O.J. Simpson's son who has no idea what people think of his father decides he's going to set up <laughs> an Instagram account and call it O.J. Jr. <laughs> and please leave your please leave your opinions about me and my father in the comment section below. It was like, what do I tell her about the internet? Like how do I prepare her for what could possibly happen in a comment section? You know?
0: Does she still I mean, obviously, she knows that you are Deuce, but does she still not know that that there are people out there that might have a dislike for you?
1: She knows. I've had a long conversation with her about okay. that. Yeah, and I'd, I've even said to her, like, there are some really awful things that have been written about me that you're going to stumble across, and um, I don't know how you're going to feel about it, but it, it's out there, and it's a it's a it's a job hazard of mine. But she, she wants me, she is actively asking me to put pictures of her on my Instagram account.
0: And she, for a while there, she wasn't, right. right? I feel like I remember a few years ago that she was very opposed.
1: She, she was opposed. Or kind of on and off. She's actually with the point where um, Marlo's okay. Marlo's okay if I take a, like an iPhone photo of her. But if I break out my big camera to take a photo of Marlo, uh-uh. No, she just does not want to be on a big camera.
0: Just on principle. doesn't matter what you're going to do with it. Yeah.
1: And it was, it, Lita was that age, at, and, and she experienced that as well. And when Lita was that age, I remember having a conversation with a fellow blogger of mine whose children were in their teens. And I said, well, how do they feel about it? And she says, you know what? They actually are really sad that I don't write about them more. They're like, well, why don't you write about me? And I was like, oh, that's an interesting shift.
0: He or she used to write about them? And doesn't, or she
1: would like, she's was, she was kind of like my website where she would write about her life and occasionally include stories of her kids. And then her kids would read it and go, Well, why don't you write more about us? Like, why aren't we at, at the top of like, <laughs> your publishing schedule? Like,
0: right, we're a big part of your life. Yes.
1: So I, she's actively like, like Hey, mom, mom, come film this and put it on your Instagram account. And I'm like, Ah, hmm, no, well, <laughs> I'm gonna curate what <laughs> I'm putting a view on my Instagram right. account.
0: I mean I understand it. You know, she is probably the same for her that well a, a she knows she's a big part of your life, but it's also her own way of kind of documenting mm-hmm. her adventures. But you're you're doing the documenting.
1: Yes, and and she also uh I went to the White House Correspondents Dinner last year and there were some very famous vine and YouTube stars there. And oh, I remember that. Yeah, and she was much more impressed that uh far 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 more impressed that Tyler Oakley was going to be there a a YouTube star than the fact that I was going to be in the same room as the president she lost her mind when she found out that Tyler Oakley was going to be there he was invited by Ariana Huffington as well as I was so we were sitting near each other and mingling and I approached him and we said hello to each other and he was phenomenal at what he does let me just say that he is phenomenal in person and I said, I'm sure you get this all the time. And here I am, the mommy blogger, being completely stereotypical. But my child thinks that you are just, you're amazing. And he was like, really? And he knew her name. Like he had researched all of the people on the list of of of, of 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 the invite, he knew her name. He's like, "Here, would would you like me to do a video?" And I was like, "Absolutely!" So he filmed himself with me in the background, going, "Hi, Lita. It's Tyler Oakley. I'm here with your mom, the Queen. I really can't wait to meet you. Love you, sweetie. Bye." And um, and I posted.
0: Suddenly, you're cool. And suddenly,
1: <laughs> so she. <laughs> She mentioned it. She said she casually mentioned it to a couple of her friends at school, who are now obsessed with me.
0: <laughs> Ca- casually mentioned it, right? Wow. Yeah. I-, I would love to have witnessed that casual mention.
1: With Lena's personality, I can see exactly how she did it. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. Yeah. And so now you have a whole new generation of followers,
1: though. Hopefully, their parents don't know that they're. <laughs> hopefully oh my god it's, that's scary to me
0: the the young followers
1: yeah well and then like their parents finding out yeah
0: well i mean you can't i guess you could prevent it if you really wanted to examine all of your followers but i mean i I wouldn't be mad at someone that lexton followed for doing something that i didn't agree with because i'm the one who let him on there i mean right. I don't know. I, I well, see your point, but
1: also if they look if they look at anything that I do, they will see that I don't take photos of her, her friends and and unless the fo- unless the friend is like I really want to be on your Instagram account and I've taken photos of her friend Gigi who's a huge part of our lives um because my sister-wife Ivy is that's her child. <laughs> well, right. And so I you was, have parental permission and the whole thing. Right. Yeah. But I but I don't talk about, you know, I don't talk about their their schoolmates i don't talk about their their teacher i don't talk about any of that and if they they read the content they're going to see that i'm not exposing anybody anybody's privacy or in violating it
0: right well like you said it's curated
1: it's curated
0: everything that you put even though you give this impression that here's an open book into my life it's not right it's not rightly so i mean that would be you just open yourself up for all kinds of things you don't need.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and then you got to teach your. We have to teach our kids that as well. Is that you know what you put online is there forever, and again, there is going to be a comment section. And how do you deal with that comment section?
0: Exactly. Well, and I don't. I also don't want Lexton to see. I mean, this this sort of is a weird thing to say, but I don't want him to see that I document everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just. Like I, I take photos, I write about things, I want the memories, but you can also just do things without, without putting them on Instagram or talking about them on Twitter or mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I feel like some people that I follow and, and to each his or her own, this is not a judgment, but I feel like based on everything I see pop up in the feeds, I always wonder, you know, what, when are you not on social media? Mm-hmm. Is there anything you do where you're not on i mean you'll you cook dinner and there's photos of the process and the meal and after the meal and thoughts about what your family thought i mean it's just it's crazy,
1: yes, there are some Instagram accounts and youtubers who have who are who are documenting like basically the entirety of their lives with really young kids and I just kind of want to raise my hand at them and say, hey, I'm a cautionary tale. I have been a cautionary tale for so many things on the internet, and let me be a cautionary tale for this. That is an unsustainable business model because at some point you are going to want to take a vacation and not have to document it and not have to be working and thinking about how this content is going to come across as your brand. Does that make sense?
0: It does. We talked about that way back when you were – scaling back writing on on deuce.com and that was sort of the reason is that 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 sense of curating it was always in the back of your mind you know how can this become a post how can i take photos for this not not in a bad or malicious way but that's the nature of it
1: that's the nature of it and it becomes for a while there it was just an automatic natural organic way of writing it was like i was just taking notes in my brain and that's how i that's how i write is i take notes in my brain for the tangents that i go on to include in a post but then it became suddenly there was a shift where it became this chore of how am i going to relay this in a post or how do i turn this into a post and it sucked the it sucked the life out of my the enjoyment of my everyday and
0: when you're when your work is your everyday life then you're sort of taking the joy out of your life two right
1: yes Mm -hmm. like
0: completely it would seem yes and i think when you're when your kids are very young i mean even like i think marlo's probably still at that age and when lita was at that age your kids are such a big part of your life but they haven't fully developed their own lives yet Mm -hmm. so it's kind of natural to integrate everything you do with them into a post or into this or into that. But as they get older, like Lita's age and Lexton's age, they have their own separate world. And, you know, you're you're a part of it and they're a part of yours, but there starts to be this defined boundary.
1: There does. You hear about how you have to pull out of your children, like, what are you interested in and what makes you happy and what what did you do in school today? And you're like, ah, we're never going to get to that point. They're going to want to share that with me. Oh, you get to that point so fast where you're sitting at dinner and you're talking about their day and they're just like they don't want to share. So there's this whole world that happened at school that they don't want to tell me about.
0: Yeah. Do you think, though, that it's – that they don't want to tell you or that it just
1: – They're just bored. They don't want to talk about it.
0: Right. It's Not like it was anything that they're trying to keep hidden. It's just – it doesn't matter. It already exactly. happened at school. I don't want to go over it again.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what it is. She says to me, "How was your day, Mom?" and I'm like, "I don't want to talk about it." <laughs> and I'll say, "It was" I don't good. want to relive that. I don't want to relive it. I was like, this kid, I had some phone calls and I had, you know, had to get a proposal done and I try to make it as upbeat as possible instead of like, "It was a slog."
0: <laughs> you can't talk about how terrible it was. Yeah. Because I don't want them to go to school and be prepared and like here's another awful day-hmm <laughs> yeah I mean, like w- waking up on Monday and trying to act like it's it's Monday and it's a fresh start to the week, and it it's oh, it's hard, but I know that if i if I'm just miserable on Monday, that will just translate over to Lexton's week, and that will be terrible. Yes, so you have to be super positive about it, yes. There's times in the car where I say things, and he gets out of the car, and I pull away. I'm like, what the hell was that? I have never thought that way about approaching a day, ever. (laughs) There was a certain point where he had, in elementary school, he didn't necessarily hit it off with a few of his teachers. And I realized that by fourth or fifth grade, I I had told him probably every year, oh, third grade was my favorite year oh fourth grade my favorite year fifth grade best year ever I know. like just to <laughs> give him that pep talk and i i had to just tell myself like, he's gonna catch on so i i need to just stop now because you know
1: and now he's like man what am i doing wrong <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, exa- exactly none of these years have been good yeah gee but you do you have to
1: Yeah, you do. She she came bound. What what happens is my my babysitter, the the stash of nannies. My babysitter number one or five or this is the this is number one, Kelly, Kelly who I owe my life to. Kelly will hi Kelly, (laughs) hi Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) She's keeping Coco quiet quiet. Um, so she um brings the kids home and. She parks the car and Lita actually jumps out of the car and runs in the house before she even puts it in to park. And she runs downstairs and she says hi to me every day. I mean, how amazing is that? And normally she'll come downstairs and she'll be like, ah. <laughs> I love this one. Mom, why are boys so awful? <laughs> oh, wow. I'm like, we're already there. We're there. But like Monday, we can come back to that but Monday she came she came bounding down the stairs to my I'm sitting at the my desk and she's like she's this huge smile on her face and I'm like what's going on she's like I don't know it was just a great day we did this and this and it was like it was a Monday and it was so great and her energy was so <laughs> was so infectious that I was and I was having the worst day like the worst day ever and I was just like i'm so happy for you like i had to like put whatever i was feeling just like stomach it and shove it down because here she was in this awesome mood had not been bullied by a boy during the day and what do they they call it when boys step on the back of your shoes what do they call it it? a
0: flat tire a flat tire that's what that's they're
1: doing that now and they're doing it in sixth grade and it drives her bananas and um, it was a good day for her because that hadn't happened. And so I was like, okay, we're gonna continue this, and we're gonna have a great night. And then whatever I feel about how bad my day was, it doesn't matter.
0: They do that in sixth grade.
1: They do, yeah, they do that in sixth grade.
0: It's now that now now I'm nervous because I don't know if I don't hear about that because he's friends with a group of boys that do that, <laughs> or if I don't hear about it because he doesn't do it. I mean he he eats lunch. He has been friends with this same girl since kindergarten or first grade. They live down the street from each other, and she's adorable, and they're adorable together. And he eats lunch with her every day. And he told me one day, he said, you know, I eat lunch at a table with only girls. And he just said it kind of straight-faced. I said, oh, is (laughs) it? That's cool. He's like, it's, you know, kind of weird, but I don't care. (laughs) Oh, uh our... All right. I guess that's a good place to be. But it, for him, it's not like the relationship aspect of boys and girls. It's not there. He just doesn't even consider it.
1: He doesn't con- – does he ever talk about like that he has a crush on a girl?
0: No, never. I mean he, he does get it. Like every now and again I'll, I'll make a joke. You know, if his, if his friend brings – just the other day his friend brought Hershey Kisses to lunch. And I said, well, did, did she give you a kiss? And immediately he's like, hey, "Hey, hey, 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 no!" Like just so it's it, the understanding is there. I just think it hasn't fully crossed his mind that it can become something more than just a joke.
1: He responded like a parent: "Hey, we're not right. going to go there. Right?
0: Don't get inappropriate." <laughs> we're not having
1: that discussion inappropriate.
0: <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, obviously, like Lita is totally at the age where she gets it.
1: She's finally like it. She was at a school where she did not like she would make friends with the 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 person who would leave the next year so uh, every year up until third grade she she was like lexton that way like every year it was just this really hard grueling like making friends and finding someone to stick with she would finally find it like two months before school would end and then that person would leave the next year so she had to start over again the next year
0: and she would know every fall, great, I don't yeah. have a friend again.
1: And it happened every year. And so finally when we switched schools, she's just found her she's just found this group of girls that, you know, they they text each other and they um they've had several sleepovers and they're girls. Like they are little girls. Um well little girls I guess are are like Marlo's age, but these are like giggling and you know being snobbish about Justin Bieber but not snobbish about a certain <laughs> certain somebody in One Direction or whatever and you know she's getting much much more interested in her clothing and what her hair looks like and what her shoes look like and without any you know I walk around and <laughs> maybe it's a reaction to me walking around in my yoga clothes <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not, you know, I'm not like, you know, we need to do your nails or we need to put makeup on you. She's just showing a natural interest in it. And, yeah, boys are a definite part of that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of talking going on. Yeah, her.
0: The important kind
1: of talking. The very important kind of talking. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss.
0: When Lexen was in third grade, I was waiting to pick him up, and it was the sort of elementary school where the parents all wait. Well, you can sit in your car, I guess, or you can just walk three houses down and, and wait. And there was another dad there, and he had two sons, I think. And someone was asking him what it was like to raise, to raise boys you because know, they only had girls. And he said, boys are, are easy to raise. And he said, I'd, I'd much rather raise boys than girls. And she said, why? He said, because when you have a boy – you, and they grow up. You just have one penis to worry about, but when you have girls, you have to worry about all the penises.
1: Yes, I've heard this. Yes,
0: and I, I had never. I just stood there, and all of a sudden, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have it so easy. Like that had never crossed my mind to process it like that. And the the mom he was talking to was completely horrified and disgusted. <laughs> but it was it was brilliant, you know. And maybe he got that from somewhere else, someone who said it better. I don't know, but I I thought it was excellent.
1: Mm-hmm very that's excellent, and lita has is maturing at a far faster rate than I ever did like i i didn't i was i didn't become i didn't like i i think I hit puberty when I was like twenty two honestly <laughs> maybe twenty three <laughs> and so she's already going through stuff and it's like oh i got i gotta pull out my memories of what I went through and how I felt and the conversations that need to happen and yeah, it's scary territory. Cuz you have to be you have there's a fine line you have to you have to walk with with how you talk to him about it.
0: Well, and I think I was just thinking about this that it's it's sort of convenient, I guess, that you are a single mom with girls and I'm a single dad with a boy. Like that, right? I feel like that makes it yeah. way easier than it could be. Totally. I mean, I would have no idea how to approach a 12-year-old girl. You're like, "Yeah, um, I don't know. Let me find someone that you can talk to on the phone. I mean because I have no idea.
1: That's a I, really interesting point. That's a really good point. I would have no <laughs> clue about a little boy. I have no idea. No. And it's clue. already
0: hard. Right? Like you have to like you said you have to really pick your words carefully and decide how you're going to talk to him about it and when and how, but I would be screwed in your shoes. I mean, I I would, I don't even know. I would just avoid it until they were out of the house and then I would lock the door.
1: Yeah. And a lot of what, a lot of how I talk to her about it and not saying that my parents did anything wrong at all, because my mom is listening to these. By the way, I keep, (laughs) I keep getting my mom's age wrong. I keep saying she's 60, when in fact she's 70, which makes all of her accomplishments of what she's doing right now even more. Of an accomplishment mom. So She's
0: 70 and she, she does more than 20,000 steps a day? Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think I've I, ever seen anybody on my leaderboard. I can't even process that. Yeah, No one on my leaderboard on, on Fitbit has ever surpassed my mom. And my mom listens to these. So, hi, mom. Hello, Linda. Um, hi, Linda. Is it not, my parents didn't do anything wrong, okay? But there are... <laughs> there were certain things in conversations... That they didn't have with me, and I wished that they had. Um, And certain, like certain questions about specifically about the divorce that they kept from me. Like I had very specific questions about what was going on because their divorce. I was going to ask you about this when you mentioned your parents' divorce at the beginning of this. My parents' divorce was even was was made more complicated by the fact that they were Mormon. And that involves um, certain things in the Mormon church, right? There's just certain consequences. Like, do you get a temple? You get married in the temple for time and all eternity. Do you get a temple divorce? Do you not get a temple divorce? Um, So Does it affect planets? um, I think it does affect planets. You and I had this conversation in the first time we ever spoke to each other. I told you about the planet.
0: I was baffled. Yes, We get
1: planets as Mormons. In case you didn't know,
0: which is pretty, it's a pretty sweet deal.
1: It's the sweetest deal ever, which is why when people, I think there was a study done that said that more, more people of the Mormon faith who leave their faith turn atheist than of any other faith. Huh? And the and we're, the people are like, well, why? And I'm like, because you get a planet. You when get a planet. Why Why would you go to another religion when you don't get a planet? You know,
0: like nothing is going to compare to that. It's
1: a really good deal.
0: I didn't want this one, but I don't get a planet anywhere else, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm good.
1: <laughs> and uh, so there were some questions about the divorce and church and whatnot that I, I had, but they, they either didn't want to answer them or they thought that I wasn't ready to hear it. And so when I did find out the answer to those questions, I was mad. I was really, 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 really mad.
0: Did you find out eventually from them, or did you find out?
1: I found out eventually third from them. Okay, and. I was really angry at the time because it was like, but I have been under the assumption of this, but, and you have told me this, and now I find out that it's this. And I, I felt like they hadn't trusted me to be mature enough to handle it when I was asking the questions. And so I treat Lita, Lita is very mature, and we actually had the, we had the talk when she was um, eight years old. We had to have the talk when she was eight years old. The talk. The talk. At eight. At eight. Wow. Yeah. And it was, it was, um we had to, and.
0: You, you had like circumstances, like it came up and it, it just needed to be addressed. It came
1: up. Yes. And. Wow. And, uh, I did not have that book. <laughs> the book that I, <laughs> that my parents used with me again they didn't do. I think my parents thought that they were protecting me by not answering those questions. They really did. I really think that they thought that I wasn't ready. And so, my parents sat me down with this book, and it had like remember a, what it was called? Oh gosh, I have a copy of it. Some somebody sent me a copy because I <laughs> talked about it one time. It has, it has illustrations of like animals, and <laughs> it very cute what? animals and. I don't know how to explain it, but it's for basically it's juvenile. It's very juvenile, and yeah. And so when 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 they read me that book, I was like, uh, like I'm I'm more mature to handle this, I think. Than this, I book. need to
0: understand how they use cute animal. I'm very fascinated now.
1: Yeah. It well, and they knew that they had to. <laughs> they knew that I remember this. They knew that they had to come home and read the book to me because we were on our way to church. Here's church again and we used to we have we used to have to drive like 30 minutes in the countryside of of Tennessee to go to church and we were passing this farm and <laughs> there was a cow on top of another cow and my sister like tried to divert my attention and I'm like what is going on there what is that that's weird and like my brother and sister like l- lost their minds and were laughing so hard and i felt so embarrassed cuz i didn't know why they were laughing but it's just two cows in love.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. A cute animal. I guess, I guess it has come up in some capacity when you think of it that way. It's mm-hmm. just never had to translate into anything for like, eventually when you have to explain that the animals aren't fighting. <laughs> right. Like now that's, you know, I know it looks like they're fighting, but they're not actually fighting quite the opposite, actually. But I don't <laughs> I mean, right? You see it and you're my favorite are when like spring, early summer, when the things like dragonflies mate
1: mm-hmm. and
0: fly around attached.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And
0: I remember when he was really little, he'd be like, Oh look, they're taking a ride. I'm like that's that's a good word for it. Yeah, that works. You know, but then eventually you're like, Okay, yeah, that's that's not that's not a ride. Of a certain sense.
1: Oh, my god. And you
0: have to go into it. But I don't ever remember those conversations with my parents. And I don't know if it's because they did them well enough that it just was – it didn't, you know, shock me or if I didn't have them. But I don't look back and think I wish they had had this conversation or said this. I, you know, about about that, about the divorce, there were like thousands of questions.
1: Mm-hmm. But how, how was their divorce?
0: Honestly, for me, it wasn't – terrible because I was, how old was I? I was eight, no, I was 20. Um, But I was still living at home because I was going to college in the town that I grew up in.
1: Oh, So you were older.
0: I was older. My brother was f- 14 or 15. I guess he was probably 15. Um, And then my sister was older than me. But it was because I was still home, like I saw a lot of it leading up to it. And I think that that was... Some of that was probably part of the reason that when I moved from Michigan down to Illinois that I didn't come back. My plan was to just come down temporarily, and then I just decided, like, home is gone. Oh. You know? I mean, essentially, that's how it felt.
1: Was that was that a devastating feeling for you?
0: I mean, in some ways, it still is because even when I go back to visit, it's, you know, my dad is in the same house, but it's not, it's not the same house. Oh. It has not felt like the same house since the day that my mom left. Interesting. And that's weird. You know, when you grow up, I, I was in that house almost from birth. I think like the first year or two I lived somewhere else, but that's a strange feeling. I mean, and I, like I said, I was 20 when it happened, so I was old enough to process everything, but it didn't necessarily make it easier to digest in the long run.
1: Do you actually think that it was more difficult for you at 20 than it would have been if you were like 10 or 12?
0: In some ways, probably. I think because when you're... When you're 10 or 12, I, I almost think that that an understanding is a double-edged sword mm-hmm. because you understand more. So in some ways, that makes it easier to get over things, but in other ways, it makes it easier to be angry about things. Right. Because Well, and especially at 20 because you know everything at 20. So you could have done things better or they could have done things better or something could have been done different. Like that's sort of how I saw it. You know, this could have happened in... 10 different ways that would have produced a better result and they didn't do any of them and that's ridiculous.
1: Interesting. Cuz you're an adult at this point and you're like well, wait a minute, I'm reasonable. I can see exactly. things in a reasonable way and this is not reasonable to me.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That that is probably I I think that me being at that age and approaching it in that perspective has probably had negative impacts on at least my relationship with my mom i think since since it all happened and it's it's gotten better and and i'm sure that some of my reaction wasn't even justified you know it was the way that i processed things with my ultimate maturity and understanding at at 20 years old
1: well i think i think any reaction is pretty justified by a child when when a parent divorces when parents divorce like you you're entitled to your feelings
0: to yes and I th- I think that's especially applicable at, you know, Lexton and Lita's age, and, and especially Marlo's age. Right. I, I mean, I think that that's applicable, too, for me at 20. But I feel like there were probably some things that I could have reasoned myself through or gotten through more positively. But you, I, I mean, though, you I hold on to gr- grudges like a champ. Oh, you can? Oh, <laughs> oh no. forever. for like... Forever, just when you think I've forgotten it, it's still there. I'll I'll drop that little seed. Like, oh, yeah, I remember that.
1: Oh, man, you could honestly, I I can't hold a grudge. I'm terrible that way. Like, you could really, really, really cross me. And like, the next day, I will go like your status on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) I hate conflict.
0: Just to avoid it, you're like, I still like you. So, like,
1: like, can we just not have that conversation ever again? Um, but, because you also are not giving yourself credit for the fact that you were twenty, even though that's older than ten. You're still twenty, and I don't think I don't think what is the thing in the middle of your brain that closes? There's a part of your brain that closes, and you're. Not, it's not until you're like nineteen, twenty, twenty-one that it actually fully folds over. Do really? you know what I'm talking about?
0: No, I don't. But I, <laughs> I know, know that this is
1: a thing. I know this is a thing. Some <laughs> if there's a scientist out there who can back me up. But, like, if you think about the decisions, thank God. Like, well, first of all, thank God we didn't have Instagram when I was 12. Let's just, oh, my God. Um, Thank God I didn't have Instagram when I was 20 and 21 and 22 and 23 and 24 and 25 and 26.
0: (laughs) No, I mean, and that's why I say, like, at 20 I was all-knowing because that's what you think when you're 20. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like I said in, I don't know, the first or second episode, you know, I became a parent overnight at 21, because how hard can it be? Because I was an idiot. I mean, I don't, I don't regret becoming a parent, but to think, oh, it's really not that bad. Just going to take him to the park. I can't even fathom the stupidity that was there.
1: How was it? Did you just take him to the park?
0: Oh, yeah. I just took him to the park. Everything else worked out. Just kind of fell into place. Fed himself. You know. All of those He things. was an incredibly talented 18-month-old kid.
1: <laughs> Probably sleeping all the time. Eating. Yes. Eating perfectly.
0: If I had had Instagram back then, oh, let me tell you, those, those pictures, they would have been adorable.
1: The perfectly curated meal that you made for him of organic, organic fruit and vegetables. All yes. organic
0: baby puree, yes. It was almost like that. Little more realistic, slightly. And the hardest reality I think I've ever had.
1: And you are still here, how many years later? 11 years later?
0: yes. Still alive, mostly. Maybe not so much on the inside, but physically speaking, walking, breathing. You know. Yeah. I, I worked with this woman a decade ago, and she was probably in her sixties at the time. And she was one of those people that, if you were on her good, if she liked you, she was an amazing woman. She was so nice, and her her name was Linda, actually. And but every but she always wore like a frown, always. And every time I would ask her how she was doing, she she'd just shrug and go, "Breathing, but not bragging." Like <laughs> I still remember it because there's so many days. where I'm like, Yep, same. Got, got I'm it. gonna
1: steal that one. Stealing right? that it's, one.
0: It's perfect.
1: Breathing, not bragging. Right? Okay.
0: Yeah. And she and the the way she would say it, like she would say, "Like I totally believe that, hundred percent, sold." Oh, man. So I've lived with that motto for the last 10 years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I
0: think this is not at all a good segue. Not at all. Not even a little bit. But someone uh, on an Instagram post of ours, I, I posted those two uh, Google searches that I did.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, something yeah. like
0: single single dads are, and then Google completed it, single moms are. And dads are... Awesome according to Google and single moms are not.
1: Single moms are it, trash. If I if I may right. I think that's one of the, the the search results. Yeah.
0: Yes, I'm actually going to pull it up because it was it was appalling, to be honest. Uh even though I fell on the positive side of it. But it was single dads <laughs> are different, hot, attractive, and the best. Right? That seemed really great. So I thought I would look up single moms, and it was single moms are easy, trash, amazing losers. Yeah. So slightly different, but someone commented and said that, that you know I, I was a mom and said this is terrible and it reminds me of you know if my husband takes the kids out, everyone thinks he's great, but if I take the kids to the grocery store, I get these evil stares, right? Yes, and I read that and I kind of I'm like yeah it's true, and then I started to think about what that means, and I'm th- my segue here is that as a dad I see this as as more of a negative for. For dads, because when you're when you're out and with the kids and you're a dad, you do definitely get those looks like, oh, look at him. He's being a dad. Isn't that <laughs> sweet? He's a dad. But I've come to a point where I realize that those looks are almost like that man. Look at him elevating above himself to be a dad. Right. L- like, right. It's a special quality that somehow I possess. But when you're a mom, it's like you had better be the best damn mom in the world or I'm going to judge you. so like like as a man it's impressive somehow we have become something more and it's it's kind of insulting
1: it's kind of insulting it it almost like you you were pathetic but then you took him to the grocery store yes Mm.
0: exactly like before you were at the grocery store you were worthless (laughs) but now this is so sweet and i'm not saying that it that uh, being on the mom side of that, it's any better. You know, I'm sure that those those death stares that you get when you're at the grocery store and your kids crying or something, are not enjoyable. But no, I mean from from my standpoint as a dad, I've never been this like you know put my chest out like yeah I feel good I'm, this is great. It just makes me feel like everyone is expecting me to be a loser. But in this one moment when I'm not, then everyone is so proud.
1: That is insulting. That's super insulting. And, does that
0: make sense, though? I mean, oh
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it does. It makes absolute sense. Some, I, someone was telling me about an article. I haven't read it yet, by a man who said that we, we got Like we we got to work on this guy's because I was at a restaurant with my kid, and he was all over the place. Uh, I was trying to kid him to sit still, but his food was everywhere, covering his face, covering his body. He was making a lot of noise, and he saw two moms sitting across the cafe. Looking at him, and he was like, they probably think I'm just like, they're probably judging me. And they got up and walked over to him and said, we think you're the most amazing dad. This is just amazing to watch. And he thought for a second, he's like, I'm sitting here with my child having a meal. And that makes me seem like I'm great. Like, what?
0: (laughs) That's a problem. Isn't it? I mean, it's not even like it's a problem that i feel like men need to address. like why is that? Why is like that? Why when we're why when we're doing what we want to be doing and what our responsibility? Like why is that special? It, it shouldn't be.
1: No. No, you should you should show up. You should show up just just like the just like every other parent who shows up. And i I won't even say moms. I should just say every parent should show up like every parent should show up.
0: Exactly. It shouldn't be a, a mom or dad thing. Like, if the mom does it, she's not doing it well enough. And if the dad does it, well, he's doing something, so pat him on the back. Mm-hmm. No, you, you should. And and there's that huge difference. I mean, I know that that's different than the than the terrible Google results that, that we posted. But it's still, it's this odd place to be. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess for me, it's like uh, the bar is so low that... I I don't really have to do anything and people will look and say he's doing a a great job. But I don't really want the bar to be that low.
1: No. And it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. And I, I think obviously people are, are typing those things in because they're looking for a date, right? <laughs> right? That, 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 that's the only way I can I can explain. Like why would you type in single dads are? Unless... Single
0: dads are prevalent in America. <laughs> <laughs> I I was not looking for a date. I was it was no, more I know. of just, like, a social experiment. It was more a
1: social experiment, I know. But it's like, what is the, what is the attitude, I think, about dating single moms and then dating single dads? or are, are single dads seen as, oh, the kids are, isn't that isn't that amazing? The kids are still a part of his life. That's so amazing, right? We're, as if, like, if you saw a single mom and you are like, oh, wait a minute. The kids are a part of her life. Of course they are.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. But- you looking at single dads and single moms as a woman is so different than someone looking at single dads and single moms as a, as a man. Because you look and say, well, the kids are still part of her life, right? But I think – and I think women looking and seeing single dads a lot of times will say that's really sweet that he, he still wanted to be really actively involved. Yes. But I, I wonder, and maybe it's an age thing, but are there, are there men that look and they're like, oh, single mom. She's got baggage, now there's these things. Right? And I feel like that's why those those search terms are there, because that's the general perception from the male standpoint. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just the younger male standpoint. I would hope. Oh,
1: God, I would hope baggage. it's the younger male.
0: Yeah, you know, human baggage.
1: Human baggage. <laughs> but,
0: but I mean, I could have like 12 kids and someone would still look like oh that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. He's such a good man. But like you you just show up. That's I don't know. I don't want to be rewarded for doing something that I feel like I should be expected to do.
1: Mhm. Yeah. I don't know. You you you're, you're echoing quite a quite a bit of the sentiment that, I, that me and quite a few of my colleagues and friends have expressed over the years sharing the duties of the household. Too like sharing, sharing in those, study after study after study has been done, and I wish I could pull them all up. And first of all, let me adjust myself, me adjust my butt really quick.
0: Is it that time again? It's that
1: time again. We should let people know that I say that in these podcasts that I need to – my butt hurts to let us know that we need to wrap up the episode.
0: Otherwise, we would just ramble on <laughs> And We would just forever. ramble
1: on. So study after study, I should have done my re- – I should have done my research – but um has shown that when both parents are are working, that the majority of the household work and the child care still falls on the woman. Oh, I've seen that again and again and again and again, and and I've witnessed this, which we're going to talk about in an episode that we're going to record.
0: Yes, that that probably warrants it's a whole own show.
1: Yeah. But but I, what I see it as now is being being fully single in this. It's like, well, I know that it's all up to me. It's all up to me. I don't have to even think about or worry about anybody else taking care of it because it's not going to get taken care of if I don't do it.
0: Exactly. And that, again, is a double-edged sword. Uh-huh. And maybe that needs its own episode as well.
1: Oh, that's coming. That is its is own it, episode.
0: Did we already plan that?
1: We did. Is it is Did it you outlined? not read the outline? <laughs> That I, wrote. Oh, I should have read the outline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think
0: for you know for non for no outline, this this was this was less manic and spirally than it could have been.
1: Well, it was. I'm
0: sure some people will disagree with that.
1: Yes, and they can leave their opinion in the comments section below if they would like to do that. They,
0: they can, and and you could you can email us at stories at manicramblings.com and let us know that. This particular spiraling episode was amazing or otherwise, that would be great. We we do read all those emails. If we have not responded to you yet, we apologize, but we're we're working on it diligently.
1: Diligently. And we read all the comments left on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And, yes. and you can follow us there on all of those platforms at Manic Ramblings or follow us at manicramblings.com. I guess until next time, keep rambling. (laughs) Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff.